Just getting back to something we covered there during the week, and this is abortion. And whether you know it or not, People for Fall Profit um, has defeated the government in a doll vote calling for wider access to abortion after the coalition TDs were given a free vote. The vote, by the way, last night was 74 to 61. And to give us the implications, or tell us what the implications of that is, Eilish Mulroy, who is a spokesperson for Pro-Life Campaign, joins me on the line. Eilish, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Niall. Thanks for having me on the programme. Eilish, we, we spoke to you last week. We talked about the potential of this amendment happening. We didn't think it was going to happen so easily and so quickly. Last night, 74 to 61 votes. In the second stage, it now goes to the Oireachtas. This could become law before the end of the year. Um, what does it mean for abortion and for pro-life? What does it mean? Well, I think it's, it's obviously very disappointing. This is, to, just to be clear about it, it's a private member's bill. So it's a, it's a private member's bill from five members of the um, So it's very unusual um, what happened last night. Um, the bill proceeded. So the bill is, is as you say, the, it, it calls for a wide-ranging abortion, abortion uh, effectively up until birth. It calls for the abolition of the three-day wait period that we've, that we've talked about on the programme before. Um, it calls for more abortion on the grounds of fatal fetal abnormality. So it's a widening across the board. A bill like that from a private member's bill normally uh, wouldn't proceed, on, uh, especially in the, in the current context where the government has its own process happening with the abortion, with the three-year review of the abortion law. And what happened last night, I mean, through a series of, of uh, events, um, the government's um, amending a motion, which would have been a bit, which would have delayed uh, the, the consideration of this bill for a year, was defeated. And I think that would have come as a surprise to many. Um, I mean, the, the, the chances of this bill and, and has has been kind of acknowledged in some of the reporting in the main, in the in the national newspapers today. The chances of this bill uh, actually passing at final stage are slim because we have we have the government will be, will be potentially uh, introducing some proposals uh, based on the outcomes of the three-year review, but it certainly is very disappointing, and I think that many voters, that it got as far as it did last night, and I think what, many, what, many people okay. who voted for yes in the abortion legislation or in the abortion referendum certainly would have expected um, a bill this extreme to get a pass by members of, members of the Dáil. Well, when it was voted for uh, in favour of by all the Green Party members, people before profit, um, with the exception of the party leader, Eamon Ryan, who chose to abstain. Uh, I have obviously other ministers chose to abstain as well in relation to it. But for this this term, uh, fetal viability, this is the one that kind of concerns most people. To you, what is the definition of fetal viability? Well, the whole thing is around the, the definition in the act of fetal fetal normality. You can't, it, it's very difficult for any doctor. Um, it's impossible, in fact, to diagnose and progno, you know, make a prognosis um, an accurate prognosis on how long a baby will live. So the current legislation allows where two doctors are of the opinion that a baby won't live um, for more than 28 days after the baby is born, that abortion should be allowed up until birth in that situation. The bill that was voted on last night would extend that period um, to much longer. Um, well, it's an, it's to, an undefinable year, period. I, th- I, I thought it was undefinable. I mean, from what I was led to believe, it's an undefinable period. Also, what will it do to the 12 weeks? Um, this well, bill recommends extending that 12-week period. Uh, this is yeah, the reality, yeah. that's right. Well, the reality is that um, they want to extend the, the limits but and, and, and seek decriminalisation of abortion, which effectively, if you decriminalise abortion and you have no criminal sanction in the law, which is what this bill has, is calling for, um, that means that if there's no criminal sanction, that means abortion is going to be available up until birth because there is no criminal sanction against it. 
So it's it's a it's a really deeply concerning a situation that it has gotten so far. But the, but the, crim- the criminal sanction aspect of it is well, according to some doctors, that they seem unclear. Now we had this before we had the abortion legislation and the referendum. The doctors seemed unclear. I'm unsure of why they're professionals if they seem unclear. But however, that doctors seem unclear that if it's 13 weeks, for example, and they got it wrong or the scan wasn't right and it was 13 weeks, that they tend potentially could be criminalised up to 14 years in jail. Or indeed, if the viability was different to what they predicted, that they could spend 14 years in jail. And doctors say they don't want to take that chance, so they need to have that removed. Do you accept any part of that? But if you look at abortion laws around the world... There's always criminal sanctions. You, you very, it's very seldom you would hear of a doctor um, being sanctioned under, 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 the, under the abortion law. I mean, in the British law, you have criminal sanctions and you still have over 200,000 abortions every year. So this is not, you know, it, it, I think that sometimes the impression is given that doctor, doctors will be thrown into jail. That's certainly not the case. And, and decriminalisation simply means without sanction that you're leaving a situation where People can carry out abortions up until nine months of pregnancy. And that's what the authors, and it's really important that people realise that the authors of this bill do not believe in any gestational limits. And many of the people who are calling for abortion, many, even the, in the health committee hearings yesterday around the abortion review, you have an awful lot of people who do not believe in gestational limits. And when people voted for the Eighth Amendment to be repealed, they certainly did not vote for, pe- for babies to be aborted up to nine months of pregnancy and, and all of and that's why but, the, but they did but but they did vote for that that's what they voted, they voted for, for but they voted no for they voted to repeal the eighth amendment i mean I, this what this is what blows my mind every single time and i remember discussing this after the eighth amendment was repealed with people who come on the air and i asked them you know did you vote yes or no and they said oh well yeah i voted yes you know provided it's only up to 12 weeks and it's only in certain cases of rape or fatal fetal abnormality and i said but that's not what you voted for what you voted for was to repeal the Eighth Amendment, to remove it from the Constitution, and then it's up to any government of the day to change those rules uh, as they see fit. So essentially, people, as far as I can see, if they didn't want abortion after 12 weeks and didn't want you know, the decriminalisation of doctors and didn't want all of these amendments, well, then they were duped. Well, you were right that people voted for it, and that's why during the campaign before the referendum to repeal the Eighth Amendment, the people who were advocating a no vote were, were saying these kind of things will happen. I mean, we said the abortion numbers will rise massively. And they did. Uh, and those, those, that, was put, that was dismissed by the Yes campaign at the time. But at the same time, you have to remember that, you know, people are entitled to trust their politicians. And voters were given assurances from senior members of, of the government, as senior ministers on, on safeguard like the three-day wait period. I remember the, the, journal dot, the journal.ie did a fact check um, to you know, to disprove claims from the, the journal.ie have done a fact check on me three times at this stage, and all three times <laughs> I stand I stand by everything I said, and even the the conclusion of those fact checks was what I said was actually factually correct, but they just didn't like me anyway. Uh, so, well, I mean, look, the reality is that we need to have a discussion around how the media treats this issue. Certainly, the media covered even in the last couple of days. But, you know, the reality is that voters were entitled to trust politicians and it's about accountability. But why am I hearing it in the media? Why, you know, why is it not constantly on the media over the last three or four days when we had a vote last night on it, uh, you know, so people could lobby their local politicians, et cetera, et cetera. And we are going to have another vote on it, obviously, as well. It will have to go to the Oireachtas and it has to go to a third stage. But, I mean, realistically, if it's voted for, it could be in before the end of the year, depending on the president and when he's willing to sign it. So realistically, why aren't we talking about it more in the media? Why aren't people being made aware of what is actually happening? It's almost like it's happening under the cloak of night. Well, it's a good question. I mean, the, the vote last night came up very quickly. Again, the private member's bill likely won't 
ever come to fruition. Um, but but of more concern is what happened at the health committee yesterday and some of the governments, um, some of what the, what the health committee were proposing, which are very extreme recommendations. But I think that the biggest thing is that all of this is going to really prompt people to rethink their stance on the issue. And many, many yes voters already are expressing, I even saw some you know, fairly high profile people on Twitter saying this isn't what I voted for. I never thought this was going to happen and that it would become this extreme. So I think that, you know... Well, you know what, I don't, I, I'm sorry for being smart and interrupting, but I don't feel sorry for them because they were told that at the start. Everybody who voted yes, and some voted yes for their own reasons, and that's fine. But those who were in the middle, who were sitting on the fences and were convinced to vote yes because of certain conditions and criteria, the red herrings as some people call them, and they went and voted yes. I, they've no one to blame but themselves because that's exactly what they were told. I mean, they should have known. I mean, it's up to yourself. When we have a referendum in this country, it's up to you to educate yourself on that. And, you know, there's debates on TV or whatever else. Some of those debates, I believe, are very one-sided. But however, they were on TV and everything. So you voted to remove the Eighth Amendment, to repeal the Eighth Amendment. You voted for nothing else. So whatever happens after that is your own fault. And I don't mean that well, to you, by the way. <laughs> Well, I mean, I agree with you to a certain extent, but at the same time, you can't expect everyone to be able to inform themselves on every aspect. I mean, it's a responsible thing to do, but you can't expect everybody to have the time or the capacity to do that. And that's why they should be able to rely on assurances that are given to them from these from politicians. Like we've had nearly 30,000 abortions in the first four years of this abortion law when politicians during the debates and on television and on media debates said... Uh, dismissed claims that the abortion that the abortion numbers would rise. would rise. In all of the discussion of the last few days, I've heard I haven't heard one politician who's looking for these extreme abortion laws talk about supports for women in unplanned pregnancy and looking after people and trying to help people and you know you know ensure women aren't coerced into abortion and you know those kind of um kind of how many women? How many women are actually going to the UK? But according to Paul Murphy's crew, who were standing outside the doll the other day, there was a numerous amount of women who are still going to the United Kingdom because they're not within the twelve-week period. Do we have numbers for how many women are deciding to have an abortion after that twelve-week period and still travelling to the UK? Yeah, we have numbers for the first three years of the abortion law. So we have numbers from twenty nineteen to twenty twenty one, and in that period, there was seven hundred and seventy five women who travelled to the UK uh, to Britain. Rather, that could also be. A lot of those abortions um, are abortions. As, as Professor Fergal Malone told us, the master at Hollis Street, uh, 95% of people, a large percentage, who um, have diagnosis of um, Down syndrome in the womb are travelling to Britain. Um, on their doctors, uh, uh, well, the anecdotal uh, evidence mm. is that often doctors would suggest to people that they can travel to England for those kind of abortions. So I think when we hear about women travelling, we have to also remember that, that a lot of the time that's babies with disabilities. And I, I really don't think that's something that, okay. we sh- that we should be condoning. No, absolutely not. Well, listen, we shall keep it Eilish, and I appreciate you coming on the air and talking to us today and give us a bit of an update. Eilish Mulrise, spokesperson for Pro-Life Campaign. Thank you very much indeed. Thanks, uh, Let me go to John if I can. John O'Dean, not a happy camper. Uh, John, how are you doing? You're, uh, you're on the Nile Boiling Podcast. Hi, how are things now? Um, look, just another nail on the coffin, if you'll pardon the fun of the unborn again, getting closer and closer to the agenda, this evil satanic agenda out there that um, basically the child will not be safe at any stage right up to birth. And this is like, like the t- when you have a private member's bill, getting this high-profile coverage, right, in the Dáil and outside the Dáil, right, I've never in the history of following Dáil proceedings and politics in this country ever seen a private member's bill get so much high-profile and so much attention. The tail is now wagging the dog, just like the Greens wagging the, everything else in the country and affecting all our livelihoods, right? But, I mean, this idea... 
that the Irish people, like I mean, and you've berated many people in your programme. I've been on the same, same some nights when you were also berating them, when you had clowns coming and saying, well, I didn't vote for abortion on demand, and as that lady has said there, and you have said also, if you went out in the cold light of day, you want to be the thickest person on the planet now. Uh, if you're saying, oh, I didn't analyse the bill, I didn't understand the bill. It was simple. You were asked either to leave the protection of the, for the unborn in the Constitution or removing it. And by voting for to remove it, all protection was taken away. Well, do you, do you accept what I said, that, that not everybody had the time to go out and look up, you know, exactly what it meant and what the legislation meant, you know, that not everybody had that time. But mind you, I said I, it so many times on the air. I don't know why. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't agree with that because simple reason, like I knew it was about the very word, the very word said it all, abortion. You were either going to vote for or against abortion. The thickest person on the planet could see that. No but but, but, but I, did, I did have a guy on the air three weeks after the referendum and I, I always remember his call. And he, he said to me, I just said to him, did you vote yes? And he said, yeah, I voted yes. And I said, well done. I said, that's what you wanted. And I said, you know why you voted yeah. yes? And he said, oh yeah, I voted yes to allow women to have an abortion if they were raped or fatal fetal abnormalities. I said, that's not what you voted yeah. for. And he says, oh, yeah. no, that's all, that's all. He said, I don't agree with abortion under any other circumstances. And I said, well, then you're I, tick. Because yeah, that's not I what remember, you voted I remember, for. I, yeah. I remember that night I was actually on the very same programme and I, I berated him as well. I mean, because he said he voted, he was against abortion and demand. I don't believe but people are that stupid. I don't, I actually don't believe, I mean, when you have a referendum, you have a duty and a civic duty and a responsibility to find out what you're voting for. And any referendum that will ever come in the future, past referendums and referendums to come, will never be as serious or as high profile as that. That was a referendum to decide now whether people lived or died. And just like Pontius Pilate, when you try to wash the blood off as a gesture that when you sentence Jesus Christ to death, right, he could be washing forever. He'd never take that stain away. And the well, Irish but, people who okay. voted for abortion will never wash that stain away. Okay, Leo Varadkar did say only last week that he would be uncomfortable to change any aspects of the law at this moment in such a short period of time. That doesn't mean yeah. he won't want to do it in a couple of years' time. But at this moment in time, which may give some level of protection or some reassurance. But when I see a vote 74 to 61, and this is, as you say, a private member's bill, and, you know, the Green Party voted, some people abstained for it, uh, all the Green Party voted for it, people before profit, and it mentions a load of other people who voted for it too. I worry that this will go yeah. through before the end of the year, but stay there if I want to go to James. Um, and by the way, just to be 100% sure that you know this, um, for the show every single day, we text a lot of people beforehand, we send messages through Twitter, we send emails to people we did that this week, and when we talked about abortion last week, we gave the opportunity to pro-choice campaigners to come on the air as well. They always refuse. And I'll tell you why they refuse, is because they don't need to come on, because their side is winning. Isn't that really it? And if they come on, they could just make a mess of it and make it worse. So they don't come on with us. Let me just go to James. James, how you doing? You're in Ireland. Or you're not in Ireland, let's get it all. You're on the Nod Boiling Podcast. How you doing, James? Afternoon, you know, God, you, you, that's oh, just ingrained in your brain. Oh, I swear to God, it's like brainwashing, isn't it? Uh, anyway, not that that's a bad thing. But anyway, James, I mean, this, to a lot of people, is a bit of a red flag now. It looks like, you know, this is a private member's bill. That doesn't mean anything. But it now has to go to the House of the Rockers. It's the second stage. I mean, this could go through. It's scary, Niall. When, when, when the referendum came up, I sat down, I watched all the debates. And the one thing that sticks in my mind was I remember a young girl 
who said she went to Birmingham and um, that particular day she had had an abortion that morning for because she was told the child would not survive. And then she was left walking around Birmingham with a hot water bottle around her tummy. I remember that story. Yeah. And I remember that the two people who were on the pro-life side was Senator Ronan Mullins and Cora Sherlock. Mm-hmm. And I remember Ronan Mullins made a comment to her, like, I'll pray for you. And I remember that was like a red rag to a bull for a lot of people. But I remember Carla Sherlock saying, I'm sorry that has happened to you. So she showed a lot of sympathy and empathy towards the woman. So, you know, I was looking at all the debates now and I listened to everything. And, you know, I said to myself, OK, it's up to 12 weeks. I'm not comfortable about this. I'm not, but what would happen if the situation happens to either my two daughters or to any woman I know? And that's why I voted yes. And then when but, but I wait, saw but, but surely, night, James, you're an intelligent man. You were aware when you voted yes that you weren't voting for 12 weeks. I know, Niall. When, 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 as I said, they said it could be up to, I kind of looked at it and I said, it could be up to that. It could be up to 22 weeks. And then it could be right up to... Birth. To birth. <laughs> And, you know, but maybe, uh, maybe like probably a lot of the people now who vote, probably 20% of the people who voted yes, probably have, have feel. Like maybe we kind of put too much faith in the government. Maybe we said, okay, maybe they will do the right thing on this. But it just shows now that, you know, and I, I would say... Well, I mean, if they, if they take away the, the criminal way. aspect of this, if, which is what they're demanding, if they take away the criminalization of doctors who operate outside the realms of the legislation... Well, then it's yeah. a free-for-all. Then literally a woman could go in the day before she's due to give birth and have an abortion. Yeah, what, what, if, she, what if a woman is six months in and has three boys and has been told that she's having a girl or she's having another Well, they boy do that in the UK already. Told. They do that in the UK. Yeah, so so like, if do, you're, do, and I've seen the amount of cases in the UK. Here's one that blows my mind. Somebody is pregnant on twins and they don't want twins. They only want one. And they yeah. will go in and have one of the uh, fetuses terminated. But you, you know what really sickens me about the whole thing, Niall? And I'll take the, the two people who seem to be really cheerleading this. Breed Smith, okay? And Paul I Murphy. And Paul Murphy, I know. Has been yeah, people before profit. Okay, well, I'll, yeah. come, I'll come to Paul Murphy. Well, I, I, I don't want you to talk about them directly because, of course, they're not on the show to, to, to defend themselves. But I, it's okay to say that both of those, including people, are part of people before profit who are defending this okay. bill. Yeah. Well, the, okay, I have to be careful how I put it. Well... You know, for a woman that has had an abortion herself, this to me, well, she now probably wants to just vindicate herself in this. Okay. Well, I don't, like, again, well, I don't know. She's not on the show to talk about it. So. Okay. But, but let's start with me. Now, I mean, I, right? Yeah, I, I know Paul only had a baby recently as well. And I always wonder, you know, people who've just had a child, you know, does it make any difference to their views in relation to abortion? Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But let's, well, let's, exactly. but let's focus just directly on people for a profit, if you can, James, just generally speaking. Okay, well, 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 you know, God, well, last night when I saw, like, the glee coming from these people with this, and one of these certain people that just recently had a baby has been trying for a baby for years. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it amazes me, like, you know, you'd think he would be a lot more sympathetic to people who are going through this considering the position of him and his partner, Dash wife, have been going through for the last couple of years. Mm. I know, no, I, I, know I, I understand the way you feel about that, and some people would feel like that, but some people, I suppose, they just think differently when it comes to it. But anyway, it is their bill, and uh, the government were embarrassed, obviously, because they were defeated on this last night. I mean, the government didn't believe they were going to be defeated. It would have been just whitewashed out, and that would have been the end of it. Well, but, uh, but, it but it's now this. being taken seriously. I don't like, and I generally don't like the whip system, Niall, but I think last night the whip should have been used on this. Like, I think the, you know... The, the party whip should have called around and said, well, look, as I think John O'Dea has just said there, the tail is wagging the dog here with regards to the Green Party. 
the, the current government are so, so desperate to stay in power. They will let the Greens do anything, absolutely anything. And the fact that all the Greens bar Eamon Ryan voted for this, it just shows that... You well, know, he, well, he only abstained, by the way. He didn't say yay or nay, he just abstained. Well, we, we know, Niall, we know where he leans. I'm not even going to comment on the man because he's not on to answer himself. Everybody knows what way he leans. He, he just commented, he just abstained on that to save his own ass. Now, come hopefully the next general election, the Green Party will be wiped out and we'll never have to hear from them again. They can go off and eat their tofu sandwiches and <laughs> sit, sit in the sun for the rest of their life. Okay, but, they, but, but, that, but, but an election may not be called before this actually goes through as part of legislation because, of course, people for profit and other people who have an interest in this uh, want this pushed through. They don't want this to go past the end of the year. They want this pushed through sooner rather than later. And, John, well, I, you know, you know I, I, I can see you being very disappointed, John. Yeah, unfortunately, but I mean, again, as I said, look, when I, there was a silent home last week in Carcare, and I just handed out some stuff for a key code again, the same characters, and I handed it back, I said, look, I'm, I don't believe in kidding, murdering children like you guys, but the thing is, I was talking to other pro-lifers, I met them just straight to work on the thing, and as I said, look, it's one thing all the parties back to Boston are still pushing it, right? I said, our biggest enemy, look, who they are, and they said, who's that, John? I said, parties see this pack the same day last Saturday, they said, all those people walking up and down there. How many of those people voted against us and against the unborn child? There's our real enemy. Okay, well, hang on for a second. Let me just go as well, if I can, to Tony. Tony, how you doing? You're on the Nile Boiling Podcast. All right, Niall. How are you today? How you doing, Tony? Uh, Tony, I mean, I don't know if you're pro-life, pro-choice. I couldn't tell you. But I know, you, I know you have grandchildren. Yeah, but just like I, yeah. And I like, the opinion I have it's yep. just it's going to get pushed further and further. Okay, it was 12 weeks at the start, but yeah, but just like the people you have pushing it in Ireland, this is what I'd be saying about, yeah, but just like it's a lot of things, like they have no children, like them people who are pushing this and wanting it to go further and further, they have no children, they've never experienced I don't, uh, I don't know, I, I, but that's, that's not true, Tony, because I, the va- a vast amount of the ones who are voting for this, uh, I'm not talking about the people who are campaigning. No, I'm not talking about voting for it, Noel, that's pushing it further and further. But they do, some of them do have children. It could go up to 22 weeks, 24 weeks, 26 weeks, a day before the birth. Yeah, but, but some, some of these people do have children. Yeah, well, no, I've never come across them. Well, Paul Murphy is the one who's pushing this bill. He's just had a baby. He doesn't know whether he has a boy or a Oh, girl. but that's he irrelevant. Doesn't... That's irrelevant. Well, he does know, but he just doesn't want to say. That's irrelevant. But I'm just saying he does have a baby. He's just had a baby. So to suggest they de- they don't have children is wrong. It's incorrect. To have a happy and healthy baby boy, and you're describing it as okay. That's that's a whole different issue, and I'm not getting into that today, Tony. We spent a lot of time talking about that before. Tony, did you when you when you voted? Did you know what you were voting for? Yes. So what were you voting for? Yeah, I didn't for? vote for abortion. I didn't vote for abortion. I know, yeah. I, against for, the eighth, for the Eighth Amendment to stay there. Okay. But, but when you were voting, were you aware of what repealing the Eighth Amendment actually meant? Because some people believe they weren't aware of it. Oh, well, no, they're blind. If they're doing that like that, it's such an ignorant vote. If they're doing that, if they're just voting for to repeal the Eighth Amendment and they don't know the consequences or the possible consequences of it, well, then they shouldn't have voted. Is that a fair point, like, Jane? Well, 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 no, well, hang on, now. well, hang on. Oh, I didn't know that this had happened. Like, you're dealing with, like, you're dealing with people before profit and people like that. 
Well, well, let me go back to James. James, a lot of people still saying that. Now, I know you voted yes and, and your heart told you to do it in certain circumstances. Mm. But but again, I say to you, your intelligent man, as Tony rightly says, you had to have known what you were voting for and you had to have known at some point the legislation was going to change and be more liberal. Everybody said it. Yeah, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe I was naive, Niall. Maybe I was, you know, maybe. But I think a lot of people might have, you know, we've heard these horror stories of, you know, women who who get pregnant, who want children, and then after, you know, 10, 12, 14, 16 weeks, you know, the child is just not going to survive and the child is not going to oh, have I know. any sort of life outside. And I think that's where, that's probably where my vote leans towards, if you know what I mean. That's yeah. probably why I made that decision because I probably looked at, you know, my own two daughters and I said, well, what would happen if, if one of my kids came to me at the age of 25 and said, Dad, you know, um, I am pregnant, but the child is not going to survive and what can I do? And maybe, you know, that's where I think. And maybe, you know, it sounds like basically I was naive again. I'll maybe you know when I when I heard them talking about the three days and and the twelve weeks, like maybe that's you know I should have looked a bit more on it. But I think I think there's probably tens of thousands of people that probably feel the same. And I'm, I think there's okay. a lot of I put it to you this way, Niall. If they, yeah, if they the ask me today the well, same question, the answer will be no. Sorry, Tony. It was the wording. It was the wording of it. Straight up, I probably would have voted differently if the wording had to be in the girl is right. Or if it's incest, Stephen, or if it's fetal abnormalities, yes. But not across the board, no. For the but that was, that was a suggestion at the time. The suggestion at the time, the wording of the Constitution should have been changed. They were pushing, yeah. saying, oh, if the girl is raped and things like that. And obviously, and obviously, like, that went into people's heads and people was thinking, well, what if it was my daughter or what if it was my yeah, sister no, I know, I know. who was raped and things like that. And I would fully agree 100% if a girl is raped and she becomes pregnant, she's fully entitled to an abortion. If it's fetal abnormalities, that's a child that's not going to have a life. Yes. Yeah. But not just willy-nilly 30,000 abortions. So, okay. say, well, well, stay there. Let me go to Maureen as well. Maureen, how are you doing? Just finally, you're on the Live Island podcast today. How are you doing, Maureen? Good afternoon, Ryan. How are you? Uh, Maureen, were you disappointed with the vote last night, the private member's bill in the doll? Well, yeah. Um, well, you're not surprised uh, by it, yeah. are you? No, not at all. I could see that coming in my lot. Mm. That's, more, that's more blood to be spilt in this country. Look, Niall, um, you, you said something that was interesting. You said that people shouldn't vote if they have no clue what they're voting for. Or uh, you said they should look up what they're voting for. Exactly. Mm. They have a duty and to And learn that, about yeah. it. Of course, but they don't. We were on the campaign down here in West Cork two years before that referendum. And there was thousands spent on literature, tending people, information. And a couple of months before it actually came in, we were up and down to Cork, taking these big posters and up on ladders, putting them up on lampposts. Nobody can say they didn't know what they were voting well, for. Well, they are saying they didn't know. That's what they're well, saying they're now. idiots. I mean, yes, you've heard Eilish Mulroy saying there that, that pe- high-profile people who voted yes now said they feel duped. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah, they feel duped. Yeah, sure they do. That's nonsense. Absolute nonsense. They well, James is on the line. James, James, in fairness, James on the line, he's a nice guy. I know him a long time. And he's, you know, he's common sense. And he does feel a bit duped. He feels duped? Well, then he should have taken the time to actually read, if you saw the literature from our side, the pro-life campaign. It was all explained there. There was billboards all over the country. There was huge billboards, Niall, that cost thousands, were ripped down. 
Because they're pro-choice, but they're not pro-choice, they're pro-birth, they're pro-abortion. They didn't want to look at the reality of what would happen in this country. It was fine when all these pictures, you're not seeing the pictures, you're not seeing the reality of a child being murdered. And this bill, we told people, they can go all the way to birth. They can do what Governor Cuomo did in New York. He legalized infanticide, which means the parents have four weeks to decide after their baby is born, do they want that child or not? Is that where we're going to go? I will, I hope so. You bet your life it is. Well, I certainly hope not, but I certainly up to the up to the point of birth to remove the criminalisation, James, is very concerning. Uh, because as Eilish said, in every country almost in the world, there is criminalisation within law on abortion, depending on the circumstances. But, you know, to remove the criminalisation, which allows free reign to a doctor, I'm not suggesting that women are going to go and have an abortion the day before they're due to give birth. I doubt that happens it's very rarely. Um, but in saying that, just to allow that is bizarre, James. And... That was all said, James, before the referendum. And I know you think you've, you feel a little bit duped in the whole thing, but it was all said. Yeah, no, no, that is true. That is true. But as I said, maybe, you know, the way I looked at it was, you know, you know, I, I, was, I was obviously not allowed to think more with my heart than I was with my head on this. And as I said, I'm sure, you know, there's probably people laughing to think guys are a fool, but I'm sure there's tens of thousands of people oh, are absolutely. saying, you know what? We made it, we, you know, like... Well, well, they, said, tr- well I, they trusted the government. The trial, they trusted the government. And like, I, like I, would be, I would be very much in the centre on this, Niall. I, I, you know, I, I would not, you know, say, say I'm pro-life or pro-choice in any way. I just, you know, you heard this, you know, trust women. Women won't use this as forms of contraception, blah, 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 blah. You know, this is, this is what but they was, did. Was, but was, they did. And they are. Yeah. Yeah, I might suggest I don't trust women. I do trust women, generally speaking. Yes. but there are women who will who will obviously use the law. Yeah, but like you know, it, there, the there isn't that many. But I, you know, I I, I trust women, Niall. You know, man. Like, but I kind of looked at this and like my thinking of it was that, as as someone else has mentioned, like if a girl gets raped, if there's an incest, you know what I mean. If something like that, or if it's a fatal feat and abnormality, trying to get me tongue around it. You know, that's probably where I was more thinking. That's where, you know, we haven't seen hearing these stories of these people who wanted babies, not just, you know, people who were raped. These were people who had, you know, had gone into relationships or, you know, had got pregnant and wanted these children. Well, and well seemingly, whatever it's, seemingly it's only a baby if you want it. If it's not, if, it, if you don't want it, it's a fetus or a clump of cells. It's a, a, lumber, a clump of cells. Yeah, like that's, uh, okay. you know, and... Maureen, uh, Maureen, do you accept Maureen? Well, then, what's the solution, Maureen? Or if you, or do you accept that people trust? I mean, look, they vote for politicians. They are supposed to be the people who run the country. They are supposed to be able to give you the correct information. They trusted politicians to give them the correct information. And the politicians during that particular referendum, the vast majority were telling people to vote yes based on here is the law we're going to propose and put forward for this. So there is protection there, and they believed them. Of course they believed them. Of course they believed them because they saw the politicians that they voted for out actually telling people what to do. In, I, I always thought, can I correct me if I'm wrong, I always thought they were supposed to stay out of it and leave it to the people. Well, no, I mean, I, they, they can campaign on either side. But uh, by the way, my thoughts on that is, and I've done shows on it, I believe that politicians and referendums should remain neutral. And impartial. Of course they should. Yeah, course absolutely. They should. Because look, when I'm on radio, not on this podcast, obviously, but when I'm on radio, I have to be impartial. Yes. You know, yes, so. Yes, you do. You have to take two sides. Yes, well, you have to mm. listen to two sides. But the thing is, you see, 
even on now, I don't have RT, but I, I am known and people would maybe put up clips of stuff that were on. Thank God I don't have that poisonous channel. <laughs> but anyway, us, the pro-life. The, the, the pro what? I mean, where were our voices? Every time there was a debate, they were absolutely shut down or they weren't invited on. But you see what, you so know what, you, but you know what's going to happen now? To the media are inviting pro-choice people on the air and they won't come on now. And the reason they won't oh, come well, on is because they, they, don't need, well, they don't need to. No, they don't. They, you know, they all scuttled back under the rock that they came out of. Because they know if they go on the air, if I could get somebody on uh, from pro-choice, they know they lose the argument and they know they'll look bad and it's going to be bad for them going forward to try and amend this legislation. Listen, Tony, uh, James, Maureen, listen, thank you very much indeed. Some of the comments, by the way, coming in. Joanna says people were lied to and are being lied to daily by the government and the mainstream media about everything. In other words, don't trust them at all. Uh, Martina says, uh, if we are going to have extreme sex agendas in school, show abortions to teenagers. And that would certainly do it, all right. Sarah says, I wonder what the outcome would be if we had another vote for the public to vote for abortion. I'd say it'd be a different outcome. And she'd be sure of that. I think if they were given the proper information, there would have been a different outcome. I think it would have been very close, to be honest with you. Um, lots of comments agreeing with John O'D, by the way. John is correct. States in the US and New Zealand have slowly pushed out timeless uh, to allow abortion up to birth. And I know the uh, previous Prime Minister uh, of New Zealand obviously was in favour of abortion up to birth. Not that, by the way, I, I'm not going to suggest it's a red herring, but it doesn't happen too often that somebody would go for an abortion the day before birth, by the way. Uh, lots of people um, uh, want Paul Murphy on to answer. And Aaron on WhatsApp says, Niall, I would see the new abortion bill to expand a woman's rights to have an abortion. And at the end of the day, if a woman really wants to have an abortion after 12 weeks, she is going to get one by travelling to the UK anyway. So is it not better to allow doctors to treat her here? You can be pro-life, but also respect a woman's right to have an abortion. Well, you can't, to be honest with you, Aaron. You can't be pro-life and respect a woman's right to have an abortion. Do you understand what I'm saying? You can't, because if you're pro-life, why would you respect a woman's right to have an abortion? That's like saying... You know, I'm pro-theft, or I'm against theft, but I respect other people's right to steal. You, you, that doesn't make sense. And the idea that just because somebody's going abroad to the UK that we should make it legal here is a dumb argument, with the greatest respect to you, Aaron. There are countries in the world of an age of consent of 14. Does that mean we should have an age of consent of 14 because people might travel there to get married and have sex? No, of course not, because they're pedos. So we are not going to change the law. Just because other countries change the law, other countries have laws that would be more liberal than ours, doesn't mean we have to do the same thing. That would be a stupid society, wouldn't it? Because then we're bringing in legalising illegality for the sake of it, just because they're doing it somewhere else. Anyway. Thank you very much indeed for all your comments, all your calls. Sorry we couldn't get to everybody. We'd love to, but we had a long debate at the start in relation to the refugee crisis, so we kind of took up a little bit of time, so I do apologise for that. We'll try our best going forward to give you a little bit more time to get more callers on. We will probably extend the show a little bit further because it's becoming so popular now. Thank you very much indeed. And I appreciate everybody downloading it and watching it live on the stream every single day. Don't forget, if you want us to ever discuss a topic, the best way to do it is to WhatsApp us. We always get your WhatsApp messages. We will reply. If we've time to do the topic, we'll call you or we'll WhatsApp message you back again and we'll ask you to come on. And it's 85 100 That's 85 100 2255. Don't forget, we take down the stream after every single show. We delete the stream, but we put it back up on our website and you can watch it in the comfort of your own home whenever you feel like it, right there. You can watch the show or you can just listen to the audio only. If you go to the website, there are two or three pages of podcasts. One is for video, one is for podcasts or just for audio and one is a premium section, which we will be developing over the next month or so. 
what will happen is we will have extended interviews. We will have shows that won't be available for free. But don't forget, this show, every single day streaming, will be available for free. Always will be. We want to make sure of that. But do us a favour, if you get a chance and you want to help us and support us, go to the website and click the membership section and give us a five for a month. It's only the price of a pint of beer, price of a coffee, expensive coffee, mind you, yeah, if you're going to Starbucks. But it's like bringing me into a pub and saying, Niall, you did a good show this week. Here's a beer for you, even though I don't drink. That's what it's like. So do that. If you want to do, if you're watching on Twitter now, you can do that by just going up to the top up there and clicking the follow and then subscribe button. And that just charges you a fiver a month. You don't, at the moment, we don't have anything extra for you. We're asking you to do it for us. But very soon, and over the coming weeks, we will have subscriber-only content. We will have premium member-only content, which, if you're a subscriber, you will get on both Twitter and on our website as well. So please subscribe, go to the website and subscribe and support us to make the show bigger and better. And we can do more of it. Trust me. I'm Niall Boylan. That's about it. I'll talk to you again tomorrow at 12 o'clock. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan podcast. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube and all the usual live stream services. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text 085 100 2255. The Nile Boylan Podcast. They told me to shut up. Available for download from all your usual platforms. 